Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. Well, have you ever run with a dog? We're going to share a story about running with Rusty. And then, do you know what phototropism is? Well, you're going to learn this week if you don't. And breaking it all down with me is Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. How's your week been? Good. What about yours? It's good. We've, this, we've kind of hit another little hot spell. You know, we started getting the cooler. But the mornings have been cool. Oh, man, this morning was <sighs> Wasn't it great? incredible. Yeah. It feels like a taste of fall, but we're getting slapped in the face in the evening still. Yeah. Yeah. With the hot temperatures. But um, yeah, my week's been good. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Great. Hey, before we get started, let's talk about our sponsor for this week. Again, if you have a business out there and you want to support the ministry of Run for God and allow us to support what you're doing in the process, uh, you can send an email to runlanehollis at gmail.com and he'll get you all the information. But this week's sponsors, I was just talking about these guys, Superior Plumbing and Electrical. Um, they have the best service for all of your plumbing and electrical needs. They do commercial, industrial, and residential needs. They service Calhoun, Northwest Georgia, and all the surrounding areas. So if you uh, if you have any plumbing or electrical needs, give those guys a call. You can find them on Facebook at Superior Plumbing and Electrical. Uh, reach out to them today. Yeah, I was just talking about these guys this morning. Had a meeting early, and uh, we were talking about them. So uh, great guys. Yeah. Great guys. And thanks to them for supporting what we do. Yeah, for sure. You know, I had a discussion yesterday with somebody we were talking about how I think right now part of our problem in, in labor is that for so long, we, we basically made kids coming out of high school feel bad if they didn't go to college for like a four year yeah. college yeah. and that um, the trades are suffering because of that it's plumbing being bad. one of those plumbing and electrical certainly two of those and uh, yeah, I think great, the time it's a great business to go in it I mean really you know, Mike Rowe has been pounding this drum for yep. years now but you're right I mean yep. you go on to job sites I'm, I'm on them every day and you don't see many people under the age of 40 years old on job sites anymore. Yeah. And so it's a wide open market for young people. And if I, I tell my boys all the time, if you do what you say you're going to do and you focus on just being the best you can be, it, you'll never have to worry. Uh, that's right. But, um, and that's yeah, what they, we don't need to get on that soapbox. No. I can I can jump up high on that soapbox. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But that's what the guys at Superior Plumbing Electrical it do. It is. So I, I've got do. a story for you, Dean. Yeah. You're going to like this one. All right. Uh, don't, don't you love it when your kids just, they take a shot at you. I mean, they take your head off, and they don't even realize what they just did. <laughs> so practice on Tuesday, cross-country practice with the high school. Uh, one of our coaches has a five-year-old daughter um her name is ellison and uh ellison you know i just i love i love kids in that age range i yeah. just they're they don't have the attitude yet yeah. you know they they listen to what you say and so ellison i've been kind of you know taking her and we'll run a lap around the track or something and so a couple weeks ago um not a couple weeks ago last week i said we're gonna do one lap around the track you know and this week, you're going to do it the way you want to do it, and next time, we're going to do it the way I want to do it. 
<laughs> and so I took off and I said, your goal is to beat me. That's all you got to do. And so she took off. I mean, running as fast as she can. She gets to 200 and she's walking and I just cruise right by her with a hundred to go and she, there's nothing there. And, uh, so Tuesday I said, we're going to do a lap again, but you're going to do it the way I want you to do it. And so we start on the track and she takes off. I said, no, no, no. I said, you got to stay right here with me. And so we went around the track and she, 50 to go. She had all the gas in the tank and she yeah. just took off and left me. Yeah. It was a lesson in pacing. So that night we get home and we're having dinner and Landon, my youngest, who's on the high school cross country team, <laughs> he said, he said, you know, I can, it's, I can really tell that your coaching days are over. <laughs> I look at him and I said, I don't really know how to take that. <laughs> he said, well, well, you know, when you were out there on the track with Ellison, he said, if somebody would have said she was out there with her grandpa, I would have not have argued with him. <laughs> I said, now I really don't know how to take that. <laughs> and he said, no, no. He said, I'm just saying you've, you've mellowed in your old age. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, he just kept digging and digging and digging. Uh, he said, no, you just, you know, used to, you would just be yelling and screaming, go, go, go. I said, Landon, she's five. <laughs> I said, if you were on the track and I was still coaching, believe me, I've still got it. <laughs> but I was like, I, I I just didn't know how to take it, Dean. That's awesome. I didn't know how to take yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, well, and then, you know, yesterday we were there and you were about to run with Keith, a good yeah. friend of ours. Yeah. And um, I don't remember what we were saying. We said something and he said something about you've mellowed in your old age because like we weren't going to run. I don't remember what it was, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's maybe you have mellowed a little bit. huh? I, I guess so. But yeah. <laughs> You've, I, I've still got it with the high school. That's for sure. I can still yell and, Absolutely. and scream. And, Absolutely. But yeah. But but the mellowing part, yeah, that is kind of a badge of honor. But the the grandpa comment. Yeah. Well, your get, days get, are behind you. Get used to it. Old. Yeah. <laughs> Those will become more I'm frequent. Forty four years old. <laughs> Give me a break. So anyway, we'll step off that soapbox now. Oh, good stuff. Well, we had a Facebook post. Well, actually, not a Facebook post. This is a Run Club, Run Club social, social pace, uh, post from Courtney Scholl. Very simple. Says, week four has begun. I'm learning that good calf stretches are really helping my flat arches. I have also learned that when God does not need me to say my prayers out loud, sometimes he needs me to hear them out loud. Uh, she makes two really good points here, right? Yeah. For, you know, one the one is this idea that um, sometimes doing something that doesn't even seem connected will help, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the time that I walked in to see our, our favorite uh, uh, massage therapist, Holly. Mm -hmm. And the first time I ever saw her, like I had never even met her before, and I walked into her, she, she works out of her house, and I sat down in a chair, and like five minutes into the conversation, she looked at me, she goes, yeah, I can tell what's wrong. I'm like, what do you mean? I have, I wasn't even standing up. I was sitting. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, to this day, that problem that she diagnosed with me just sitting there is, is, is something that I, I work on. 
that problem is is up here, up under my ribs, mm-hmm. and it affects me down my leg. Yeah, nobody would ever put those things together, um, but they go together. She's and really so, good at what she does. Yeah, she you know yeah. she's the one that ultimately fixed Lane when he was yeah. having. IT issues, and we'd been to all the doctors, we'd been to podiatrists, we'd been everywhere. Yep. And she even made the comment. She said, "I know who all y'all've been to, and I'm the least educated of all of them, but I know what's wrong." <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, she was right. That's yeah. And she she got it. him fixed. So a lot of times, things don't, that don't even seem connected are connected, and I think right. she makes a, a good point of that here. And then she goes on to talk about uh you know god god knows our prayers Mm -hmm. and before we even ask him he knows exactly what we need and what we're going to ask for and all of that stuff but he wants us to hear them anyway and he wants us to verbalize those things and sometimes when we say them out loud and we hear them coming out of our mouth it makes a big difference that's why i like to read scripture out loud sometimes Mm -hmm. you know if i'm if i'm by myself i'll read out loud because you know, you know, they say if you want to hear God speak, read Scripture out loud because mm-hmm. it's God's word. Yeah, and it does; it makes a difference. It, yep. You you comprehend. I I tend to comprehend things better when I read it out loud, and it just it does. It makes more of an impact a lot of times. Yeah, it does. And it's like it's like in a race. You ever been in a race and you hear your name? Somebody calls out your name, and it's just a big boost. Oh yeah. I mean, you, when you hear stuff out loud. Yeah. yeah. We had a trivia question for last week that was relatively simple. We know that the Boston Marathon is one of the oldest races in the world. The New York City Marathon is also a world marathon major and has been a centerpiece in running for years. When was the first New York Marathon? Did you know? I didn't know this. This? No. 1970. So the Boston Marathon started in 1897, I think it was. And so that's how old the Boston Marathon is. And you think, well, New York has probably been around for a very long time. And sure. 1970 is not that no. long ago. And so, um, yeah, it's been, and it's been run every year since, except for two years. In 2012, it was canceled because of Hurricane Sandy. Um, it had just happened like a few days prior to race day. And they, they canceled it then. And then they canceled it in 2020 for COVID, obviously. Um, but other than that, it's been run every year it's a world marathon major it's probably not probably it is the toughest course of all the marathon majors um have you run new york i have not okay but the second half of new york is pretty pretty hilly uh central park is pretty hilly Uh, Mm -hmm. you don't think about that because it's right on the coast and you think things around the coast are are flat especially on the east coast typically but uh but no new york is is relatively hilly Mm mm-hmm there were only 55 runners who completed the first New York City Marathon. Really? Yeah. So there were like 100 in it, and half of them finished, or a little less than 100, I think. Um, it also has the distinction, I think, of having, in 1976, had the first person with a prosthetic leg to complete a marathon was at New York. Um, New York also had Greta Weitz. Um, she's a Norwegian athlete who won uh, New York nine times. She just became so well known in New York. Just a, a great lady. We talked about her once before on this podcast. Um, and when it started, it was an October race, and it's hmm. it now is a as we know a November race. So I guess to make it a little bit cooler, 
when it was first begun, they, they ran it as a multi-loop course in Central Park. So it was even hillier when it first begun mm-hmm. because it was it was in stayed in Central Park. And in 1976, they went to this five-borough course similar to what they have today. And, of course, that's what's one of the things that's unique about New York is that there are five boroughs, what they call boroughs in New York. We might call them neighborhoods or towns or cities. And, but these in New York, it starts in Staten Island. And then crosses a bridge over into Brooklyn. They run in Brooklyn for a pretty good long time. Then they go into Queens and then the Bronx and they finish in Manhattan, which is where Central Park is. Um, they don't spend a lot of time in Staten Island. They basically, the start is in Staten Island and you're at, you're done with Staten Island. They don't spend a lot of time. They barely touch on the Bronx on the way through. They spend a lot of time in Brooklyn. And uh, it's just cool because it goes through these different boroughs and in new york you know those boroughs people are proud you know they're proud to be from queens and Mm -hmm. i'm proud to be from brooklyn and so it's kind of a cool thing and there's a little bit different personality in each one of those boroughs so it's it's cool and then it finishes of course central park is one of the most famous parks in the world Mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool that it um finishes there Uh, but again it started in 1970 so do you have any do you have any do you want to run new york i'd like to yeah it's just, not, it's not a have to for you. No, it's just the, I, a lot of people say that's the best one to run. Um, so I'd really like to run it. The problem is it's in November mm. and typically November is just a, a tough time. I don't run yeah. any marathons in the fall usually. So really the marathons that I've country. run have all been, yeah. yeah, because of cross country, the marathons that I run have all been in the spring. Hmm. So, yeah. So New York now allows up to 60,000 runners. Um, they'll get a hundred thousand or so, a little less than that, that will apply. It's kind of a lottery system, and um, there's other ways to get into. I think if you run fast enough, I think you can do some fundraising and mm-hmm. get in. There's other ways to charity to, to, spots, yeah, like that. yeah, to get yourself in. But uh, New York City Marathon, it's one of the coolest marathons in the world. So, yeah, yeah. I'd love to run it one day, maybe so. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So today, when this is aired, is September the 19th. Today is when the 5K challenge starts for all of our Jingle Bell runs out there. So we've, we've put together a challenge. Uh, if you're a Run Club member, go on to Run Club, go down to the challenges, and um, go to the Worldwide Challenges, because this is open to everybody. Everybody will be doing it at the same time. And it will finish you about mid-late November if you're doing the, the 5K challenge which is usually when the jingle bell runs are the jingle yeah. bell, the silver bell. They're called all different names all yeah. over the country, but chances are there's one pretty close to you. Yep. Chances are it's going to finish on or near the date that we're finishing. You might have to do a little bit of adjust. And if you need help with that, reach out to Dean, but yeah, this is a good opportunity to do a 5k challenge. Maybe, maybe you're beyond that, but everybody loves to do a 5k especially around Christmas time. Sure. Get some people around you that, that may not be runners. Get them to join in with you. Um, but, yeah, go to go to runforgod.com, check out challenges, and go down to the uh, – let's see, what do we call it here? It's the um, – got it pulled up here. The Jingle Bell 5K Challenge. So it's starting – uh today september the 19th if you if you join tomorrow that's no big deal you'll you'll fall right into where you need to be you'll start getting the emails and notifications and the videos and all that kind of stuff but yeah it's just a something a little bit different that we've never done before we're going to try to do start doing more of this uh anticipating the times when people like to 
um, yeah. to finish. Of course, we're going to have the Couch to Marathon again uh, starting next, starting this January. Uh, but this is something you could grab some friends, jump in, have a good time, and, and do the Christmas races. So go check that out at runforgod.com. Yeah, and one other thing that somebody suggested this, and I, I don't think I'd really thought about it, but I think what I'm going to do over the next short period of time is I'm going to come up with a 5K plan Mm-hmm. that is not the beginner's plan mm-hmm. more of uh, somebody who's already run before maybe just to get a little faster at the 5k mm-hmm. and um, we're going to add that to the plans that we already have and so that these people who do the 5k challenge and they want to they want to continue but i don't really want to run advanced. more than a 5k yeah kind of an advanced well and that's challenge. the cool thing about this new platform we've got yeah we've got the ability to do all these different plans mm-hmm. for you and they're automated you'll get all the information you need when you need it because mm-hmm. uh, we can drip these things out and uh so yeah i'm really excited about what runforgod.com is going to turn into with we can get really creative with the platform that we've got now and offer a lot more things that we haven't been able to do in the past so i'm i'm excited about it yeah this is gonna be great As a mom, I want to make sure we choose a cereal that's not entirely derived from sugar. Their car seats have to be nationally CPS certified, and their first car has to have every possible safety feature known to man. I just want to do my best to make sure that they're safe. One thing I don't have to worry about is the content they hear on J-Radio. Not only do they love the music, but I know it's only going to be a positive message that I would approve of. Now, if I could just figure out how to get my youngest from sticking everything up his nose. Sign up at jradio.com and download the new J-Radio app in your app store. You heard a commercial there for J Radio. J Radio is is our sponsor. Yep. I mean, without J Radio, we probably wouldn't have this podcast. And now we're 130 episodes in. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. And uh, our friends at J Radio have been a huge, huge, huge part of mm-hmm. what we do. And yeah, and it's funny you mentioned J Radio. Justin called me just yesterday. Or actually, uh, we played phone tag, and he ultimately sent me a text. But the little snafu that we had with Instagram, mm-hmm. um, they're having the same problems. Yeah. Did have you did you know about this? I didn't know they were having some of the same problems uh, until he I saw the email. Oh, okay. It was yeah. an email. Yeah. It was an email. Yeah. Um it's a it's a little concerning. It is. But um but yeah, for all of you out there, we do have a new Instagram account. Mm-hmm. We hope that it will stay up. It's the run for God at the run for God. Um, as many of you know, our uh, Run for God uh, Instagram account was taken down, deleted. Supposedly, we violated some kind of terms of service. Uh, we have our own thoughts on what happened, or we're sharing the gospel. Right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and that is offensive to many people. We, we're told in the Bible it will be. Um, so we're just going to roll with it. We opened yeah. up a new one. We, we had about 1,500 people come back on board the first day which was encouraging that's awesome um and we're just we're going to keep doing that we're yeah. going to remain we're going to keep a presence on social media we have pulled run club uh we are moving it to the runforgod.com platform we have run club social which is our on platform that can't be deleted uh and it is inside of runforgod.com so we're, we're kind of protecting that but many of you have have reached out and encouraged us to stay on the platforms which we are we we had no intention of coming off of those totally that's still our outreach but for our core run club group 
um, that is coming off of social media and that is going to our own social media site in runforgod.com. So yeah, just something you mentioned J radio and, and yeah. we're not the only ones dealing with this. It's, yeah. um, it's probably a little more widespread than we thought it was. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, the Bible says the Christians will be persecuted and, and they are. And you hear a lot of people that are non-Christians say that's not happening. It's it happening. Is, it is. Happening, it's real. For sure. It's real. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, we're not going to, we're not going to gripe and complain. Nope. We'll just open up a new one and, if that one gets taken down, I've been doing this for years with the, the God loves you campaigns. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll put those up and I'll pay to promote them and they'll get, cause if anybody complains on social media, they're yeah. going to take it down. Yeah. And so it's been a game with me for years to see how many days I can keep that running without it getting <laughs> taken down. And all it, all it is, is the God loves you logo. We've got a quote of Billy Graham on there and we're pointing people to the peace with God page, but it, it will get taken down yeah. sure as the world. And, um, so yeah, it's, um, we'll keep doing what we're doing. We gotta, we gotta stay standing up. Sure. We, we gotta stand up for, for God. I mean, it, we need to, yeah, it's important. All right. Well, um, we have a story that we're going to share and, We'd love to hear stories. We love to share your story. And you can do that very easily by going to runforgod.com and clicking on that thing that says submit my story. And <laughs> uh, it's pretty simple. So share your story. If you haven't done that yet, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your story. We'd love to share it right here with so many other people. So, um, yeah, do that. Diminishing returns for races. I thought about this this week. You, you know, I've run three races in the past month. It's the first time I've done that in several years. Yeah, and I don't know how. I don't know why or how it's it's worked out that way. Um, but it made me think about there are two different types of people. There are people who thrive the more races they run, the better they get at it. And then there's other people who the more races they run. They, their performance suffers a little bit. Some people are better off running every once in a while, running races. And some people are better off running a race every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, two different people. And I guess I feel like I'm probably the person who does better if I run less races. Yeah. Um, I, I've i always had this this thing where I can just run out of the blue, just, you know, I'm not, I'm not even training for a race, and I can, I can run fairly well. Um, but then the more often I do it, the harder it gets mm-hmm. to dig deep. And so this past week I ran a race and um, <laughs> I don't do this very often, but just after two miles, I looked behind me. <laughs> I didn't see anybody there. So my last mile was probably 10, 15 seconds slower than it should have been yeah. because it was like, oh, there's nobody there. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. And uh, boy, it makes me mad when I do that. And uh yeah if that would have been one of your cross-country girls you'd have been giving them down the road i would i would have yeah <laughs> as you should yes yes so uh so yeah but some people like i think it's like they when they dig real deep when they dig deep um, they're teaching their brain how to do that and they get better each time they do it and uh, i think that's particularly true with younger folks probably mm-hmm. uh, but anyway i just thought that was an interesting observation so have you ever run with a dog we had a lab one time that I attempted to run with. I didn't work. I out. can't do it. Yeah. Maybe it was the dog I had, or maybe I'm just not patient enough to. You got to have a certain amount of patience to run with a dog, especially if it's like on a leash. Yeah. Um. I I don't have those patience. 
<laughs> Maybe since I'm getting old now and mellowing out That's based right. on what Landon says, might, I might be able to run with a dog now. But yeah. historically, no, I can't run with and a dog. And I don't think Louie's going to be the dog to run <laughs> Louis with. Louie's <laughs> uh, Now, I tried to run with Flojo when, Flo's fast. when she was young, and she's very fast. Yeah. For about half a mile, <laughs> yeah. and then she's done. <laughs> Lays down. Yeah, and so uh, so I can't run with her because she doesn't last very long. But uh, but she loves to run. So well, this story is about running with a dog. It comes from Mary Ober, and it's called Running with Rusty. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. That's Hebrews 12.1. Rusty was a young beagle when my family brought him home. He was tied in the backyard close to the bamboo patch. It became my responsibility to give him daily walks. When I came home from school each day, I would head out back with a leash for his walk. Usually, we walked on the tractor trail between the fields on Grandpa's farm and followed it, followed it along the edge of the property lined by neighboring houses. For the most part, I enjoyed walking rusty year-round. Sometimes, big fluffy clouds floated overhead. I would look up at the clouds and contemplate the fact that Jesus was going to return on a fluffy pillow cloud, my interpretation of Acts 1, 9-11. I wondered what Rusty would do if Jesus came back on a cloud. Would he lift his nose off the ground long enough to notice? I laughed as grasshoppers jumped out of our way. Sometimes we splashed through puddles. We walked under the pretty trees in autumn i shuffled my feet among the colorful leaves on the ground as he snooped along hoping to dredge up the scent of a squirrel or other four-footed creature in winter when it snowed we tracked rabbits and i could see the footprints that he was sniffing rusty had a lot of pep and sometimes we ran oh how we ran I remember the freedom of running on the trail as fast as I could go, leaping and bounding, trying to go faster and faster so that I would not be holding him back. The leash was always taught, a testament to the fact that my fastest and best, however, was indeed slowing him down. <laughs> I marveled at how he kept his four feet coordinated. I loved when a strong wind was at my back, propelling me along. I also knew that if the wind propelled me in one direction, it would be a battle to go the other direction. But with Rusty at the helm, I felt invincible. I felt sorry for him when I had to stop and catch my breath. It seemed he could have run on forever. Running with Rusty was fun as a child. I'm a runner now too, but nothing noteworthy. A mere plodding pace with walking breaks taken as needed. As believers, we also are running another race, the life of faith race. It's not easy. That's an understatement, isn't it? So many things distract us from our ultimate goal of glorifying God each day. Emotional highs and lows, weighty sin patterns, failures, stubbornness. Sometimes the infamous rat race of life gets us going in meaningless circles of daily repetition, and we forget to focus on what matters for eternity. Lord, please look on us as we run. Others are watching us. Give us the courage to strip off weights of sin and be successful in your eyes. Help us to keep our eyes on Jesus. Strengthen our commitment to the life, life of faith race. May we see your plan and purpose in our daily routines. Thank you for strengthening us with endurance. Today, 
we will run in victory. That's a great story, Mary. Yeah. Boy, she paints a good word picture. Yeah. That whole that. first part of that, you could just, I was putting myself there. Yeah. In the autumn, run through the leaves. Yeah. Um, With the dog. And, great story. And yeah. watching the dog just have fun. I yeah. love, you know, my dog, Flojo, I mentioned a, a bit ago, she's, I just, I love it when she just goes out in the yard and just, she just runs around. Yeah. I just, I could watch that all day long. Yeah. Yeah. The joy of running. Yeah. I remember writing a story about running like a dog too one time mm-hmm. because they're so carefree and it's so, so interesting. And wouldn't it be awesome if we could get that kind of enjoyment out of our running? Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. And running as a child, it's just different. Um, I was watching, I think it was yesterday at practice, Ellison, the mm-hmm. one you mentioned earlier, just kind of running up and down the bleachers just yeah. for fun. She yeah. was just having fun. Carefree. Yeah. And we look at running the bleachers as, oh, that's miserable. That's yeah. terrible. And it was hot. She didn't care. It was hot. She didn't care that she was running up and down stairs. It was just, I'm just having fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, if you'll remember when the kids were real little, the triathlon team, when they were, when the age group was like six to 12, you know, we used to do, the kids loved relays. So yeah. we would do fun things. So we would, we would let them have fun, but it was described, it was disguised as intervals. Yeah. You know, no, it, it was the intervals were disguised as having fun relays. Yeah. And it always worked. Yeah. It always yeah. worked. Yeah. So um yeah. Yeah. So why can't why can't we put a different lens on our running and look at it that way? Well, yeah. we talked about this last night. We'll we'll probably talk about it here in a minute. It's 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 all our perspective. It we is. we get our perspective so out of line so many times. Yeah, yeah. A scripture passage, I'm not sure if this is a scripture passage and it's a, a loose translation or, or what, it says, we are being watched by saints of faith who have passed on to heaven as well as our current neighbors. We are in the arena today. The pressure is on. That's, that sounds loosely like Hebrews 12. 1. Yeah. It's the same concept. It is. It is. It's, it's um, we're being cheered on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're being watched by a bunch of people too. It's not just not not just the the hebrews 12 1 verse but also people are watching us right what we do every day yeah and it's important that we represent god in a good way and even then sometimes we you talked about the instagram account we weren't doing anything but trying to glorify god right and uh but it's important that we understand i think that um (laughs) you know riley uh, mm-hmm. One of our runners, she's got a on her water bottle. She has um, a sticker, and it's got Jesus. Looks like he's looking around the corner, and it says, "I saw that." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, we all well joke about our water yeah. bottle now. We know which one's hers. Right. Um, but the truth is, God's watching. Sure, He's watching what we're doing, and uh, it's important to remember that people all around us are watching us too, and. You know, we can be an encouragement to people in the way that we handle ourselves and the way that we do things um, just by just by being that person who is smiling when they're running. Right. You know, it's last night. Usually when we do this podcast, I'm fresh off of a talk with high school guys. Yeah. Because I do the small group in our youth group at church. And we talked about this very thing last night. What the our youth pastor, he 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 talked about you know as as christians we're called to be the light we're called we're called to be good we're called to live the christian life and so many times when we got in the small group i said you know sometimes when you hear that message 
right or wrong, we kind of start thinking, well, we're in the no fun camp and the world is the fun camp. And, and the scripture passage was first from first John, where it says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the, you know, but what I illustrated for the guys, and I made these notes while while um, Tyler was talking, I just wrote down some notes, and I, I got on a whiteboard. I said, "Oh, right, let's go through some things. Let's let's look at telling the truth and lying. Which is easier? If we're if we're backed in a corner, a lot of times lying may be the easier thing to do. It sometimes it's hard to tell the truth. Said, mm-hmm. So we put easy and hard, and then I said helping someone." or ignoring someone, which is easier. You know, if you're on the street and you're walking down the street, it's easier to walk on by. Mm-hmm. It's harder to help somebody. So we put easy, hard. And we just went down the list of of things, you know, going to a party, uh, not going to a party as a teenager. You know, it's it's easy to go with the flow. It's easy to go with your friends. It's It's hard to go against, swim against the grain. Anyway, we went all the way down this list, and I said, the world, living like the world, is easy. And then we had all the hard things over here. I said, but do this do this exercise with me. Put yourself in the next day. Which one are you always more glad you did? Mm. It's the hard things. Yeah. And we have football players, basketball players, and everybody in this class. And I said, and I said, I said, Dean and I talk about this a lot, that – we get this concept when it comes to sport. And I looked at some of the football players. I said, you know, y'all are in the summer, y'all are doing two a days. You're Saturday mornings after Friday night football. You're in the, you know, in the locker rooms watching tapes. I looked at Landon. I said, Landon, and actually Lane was in there with us last night. I said, you guys are out at the break of day, you know, when it's hot outside, getting your runs in, you're running twice a day. You're doing, you're doing, and I, and I put some of the guys were really smart in there. I said, you guys stay up at night, late, doing your schoolwork. We get it. The hard things are always worth it. Yeah. But why do we forget that? Why, why when it comes to living a life for Christ? Because chances are the football players aren't going to be playing football when they're 80. Chances are Lane and Landon aren't going to be running at the level they're running when they're 80. But we're still going to have God. We're still yeah. going to have Jesus when we're 80. Why? Why can we not connect these dots? I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. But I think it helps when we constantly think about that concept that the easy things are never worth it. And I even said, I said, think about the things that last. Did you get them easy? I said, that's why the statistics on people who win the lottery, most of them are bankrupt within six years Mm -hmm. because it came easy. The things that come easy are usually never worth it. So do the hard things. Read read your Bible. Talk to God every day. It's not easy, but it's so worth it. That's a good point. Another scripture. Hebrews 12, 3 points out that Jesus endured tough situations, and we can use this to encourage us to overcome weariness in the daily rat race. Um, Hebrews 12, 3 says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus was a role model. Um, and we should we obviously the whole bracelet thing from several years ago what would Jesus do was all about mimicking what, what Jesus does uh, and I think that 
I, I've fallen tra- in, into this trap before when I was young. I, the, the trap of thinking, well, he's Jesus. It was easy for him. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, the truth is, is think about how much harder Satan was trying to get into Jesus's head than he does ours. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that was all he did. And that's what that whole thing out in the desert was all about. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus actually had a way harder time doing sure. what he did. And he never sinned. And so the devil had a front row seat face to face with Jesus. Yes. And Jesus did the hard things to, that's to the point just, we just talked about. That's right. The hard ways usually always the better way when it, when it comes to this type of thing, Yeah. the easy way it's, it's temporary. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. yeah. So we can, we can learn a lot when we will accept the fact that that was, that was hard for him, even right. though he was Jesus. Sure. And uh, I think that's important. To Jesus do. was fully man. He, he thought the things we think he deals, he dealt with the things we deal with. He struggled with the things we struggled with, but you're right. He was the role model. He, yep. he did it right. He did it perfect. Mm-hmm. And we can too. That's the important thing to remember because what you just said, well, he's Jesus. That's a cop out. That's, That's right. a cop out that we all use. I mm-hmm. use it. You use it. Everybody listening uses it, mm-hmm. but it's no excuse. That's right. Because we can live like Jesus. We yep. can. We just have to do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah felt alone and discouraged in First Kings 19, 9 and 10. His life of faith race was at a low point. God reached out and met him at his point of need. God cares about each one of us with the same care and love he extended to Elijah. That scripture says this. There he went into a cave and spent the night, and the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. So her her point here is a good one. Um, God's not leaving us out to dry, right? I mean, he's checking on Elijah here Mm -hmm. because he cares for him. Mm -hmm. And God does that for us too. And um, I think sometimes we feel like when things aren't going well, uh, we we feel like, I'm going to tell a story here in a little bit. Sometimes we just feel like it's just one thing after another going wrong. And it's like, God, where are you? Mm -hmm. He's there. Mm -hmm. He's there. He's just uh, giving you some opportunities. Um, and sometimes that opportunity is just to notice that he's there. Right. You know, he, Elijah's at this really, really low point right here. And God is like going, hey, I'm here. still here. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. But the point is, we got to search for him. Yeah. We, or I shouldn't say search. <laughs> we use that word loosely, too. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to search very hard yeah. for God. We turn around. That's it. Um, but the point is, Elijah turned around. Elijah could have done what many of us do and woe is me and, and tried to fix thing fix things himself. But he he turned to God and that's why we talk about Elijah today. That's why there's songs written about Elijah today, is is because he how he handled himself. You know, he didn't say, Well, that's Jesus, I can never live like that, or that's God, I can never live like that. Um he understood that we've we've got to turn around. We've got to turn around and look for God and he's there. And that's just what we don't, that's, that's 
for whatever reason, that's not in our character. Our character, our sinful character is to do everything anti that. That whole left side of that list that that I gave to those guys last night was was our sinful character. Yeah. Everything on the right side is the hard things, but that's the character of God. And we've we've got to we've got to get that. I can't help but think about Elijah in this situation and how he he's he, he's feeling bad about what's going on and he's kind of wallowing in, in in pity a little bit to some to some degree. But then he heard God. I think there's so many times where we're doing the same thing Elijah's doing. Mm-hmm. And but we are listening to the chaos around us sure. instead of God's voice when his voice is it's coming through. It's there to your point. Um, so it, it's turning around. It's perking up your ears. It's listening to the right Unplugging spot. Unplugging the other inputs. Unplugging the other inputs. Yeah. Yeah. So that you have the opportunity yeah. to hear him. Yeah. How about a question? What weighty sin patterns do you need to address? <laughs> Well, I t- I've talked about my short temper on here before. So this Saturday, Sunday morning, uh, we had I had a meeting before church, um, and I, I, I something happened in that meeting. I can't even remember now. Something happened in that meeting that it was kind of a, a weird thing, and then um, we got out of that meeting, and the choir was practicing, and they were late, and I'm trying to teach Sunday school class. I'm trying to get to my Sunday school class. I'm trying to help them, and things aren't going well there, and and it's like it was one problem after another and it was it was strange because you know how i am normally i get really frustrated at that kind of thing really i know i know um even even uh, once even once i got to sunday school things were not flowing like they normally would we got into the service afterwards we run the sound and the and the the visual equipment and i pull up i pull up a song the wrong lyrics on a song. <laughs> We've done it before, and it, they've always been right. And all of a sudden, it's wrong. And it's like, how does this happen? And all of that, by the time I got through, I was almost laughing at, at all of the, the things that were going wrong. But not once did I get frustrated hmm. that day. And so I think this was one of those occasions where God has given me enough opportunities and gave me a bunch of opportunities all in a row, all at one time, to go, you can overcome this. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of just relax. Just let me let me deal with this. Sounds like you're getting mellow in your old age too. I, I guess I am. <laughs> but it was it was fun because I felt like I felt like that day. Here's we we talk about in James all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Count it all joy. I really left the church building that day thinking, what a great morning that was. <laughs> all that cool? When it, yes. All these things yeah. that went wrong, and I thought that was God going, it's all good. Yeah. Quit being anxious. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really a great day. It's a good day. word, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, God will give us opportunities to work on those what, what, we're call, calling weighty sin patterns, as Mary calls them, um, if we'll just take them for that. Sure. Right? Another question. What distractions are the loudest in your life and keep you from glorifying God each day? <laughs> Schedule. You know, it's it's always, it seems like something always pulls back or goes back to scheduling. 
Um, and it's always small things. It, it is. It's always the small things, the <laughs> yeah. little bitty things that just creep up on you. But we've got to learn to, to push out. I think another thing for for me is 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 not going to the Word and not going to God with questions. You know, we're we're in the age where it's so quick. We're so quick to pull out the phone. Yeah. Let's go to Google. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some good stuff you can find. You can sure. get a lot of answers, but the the true an- there's no better answer than than time alone with God and and really trying to hear His voice. Um, yeah. Because you can get answers, but a lot of times you don't get context. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times God will show you got to through the Holy Spirit, he'll give you the context of, of what he's trying to tell you because, you know, God's answers a lot of times on Google don't make sense. Yeah. Uh, but when, when you really seek him and seek his wisdom, um, the context that make perfect sense. Yeah. Well, this kind of goes back to the last thing, but I have a confession to make. So Wednesday morning, we run twice a day on Mondays and Wednesdays mm-hmm. at the college. Well, Monday was a holiday, mm-hmm. so we didn't run Monday morning. We, you know, I just let them run on their own on that day, and I went and ran a race actually, but um, I forgot about practice in the morning. Mm. I didn't get up. One of my runners is messaging Debbie through Facebook Messenger <laughs> at seven a.m. I was going to say, I know your girls; they're not going to let you get off the hook for that. <laughs> you no, know. and I, of course, I was I was really mad at myself, right? Right, and I just I just I don't know what I I don't know where my head was anyway. But I I took a step back, and the girls had a great time with it, giving oh, sure me a hard time, right? Um, which was, and I thought, what a great opportunity, yeah, to. To just to let them beat on me a little bit, right, yeah. and um, and take it in a way, and not be defensive, not make excuses, not just say I failed. Yeah, I failed. I'm you know I did a boneheaded thing, and yeah. I'm owning it. And it was a, it was an opportunity to do that. And um, yeah, I think that it's the little things, mm-hmm. it's the schedule things, it's the, this past couple of weeks ago, I think it was now, or last week, um, trying to make a hotel reservation for the team. Mm-hmm. And it took me two hours to make, a, because the, we have these hoops we have to jump through, mm-hmm. and we have this paperwork that the hotel has to fit, fill out, and I did, it took me two hours to do it, and then, the hotel never did their their thing. And so now I've got to do something the college doesn't want me to do and because I couldn't get them to do their their part. And it's it's always these the things that frustrate me the most is in this case, I worked at a large company for twenty five years. Mm-hmm. I know how efficient things can be done. And I know how easy it is to come up with policies and things to make it more efficient. <laughs> Academia. Careful. <laughs> careful. I, I'm just, <laughs> you know, I, oh, yeah. we've talked yeah, about it. Yeah. I mean, they are so backwards. Yeah. And these are, they're 20 years behind. The, and a lot of the, things. Yes. And these are, and they're teaching our kids. They're then they're supposed to be the smartest people. And in their subject, they are smart, but they are, efficiency is not there no it is not and um and it's and it's frustrating because i know and i have the answers because i have a different 
you know, I have a different set of skills they don't have, but they don't want to hear it because (laughs) they're smart and you know because they're academia and they're smart and i again i don't want to i don't want to rail on academia because there's you know there's a lot of good things they do and a lot of great teachers out there but those are the things that frustrate me when but it's you, why doctors have office managers that's yes <laughs> doctors yes. are great at being doctors yes they're not at great at running an office and yeah. they have office managers but colleges don't they just they form committees and the committees are formed are created by instructors and professors and they're wanting these committees to run the college well that it'd be like hiring a doctor to run that office right it, it wouldn't work yeah. yeah it's like when we first started running for god i wanted to find a person that could do the accounting and the graphic design yeah and my accountant just laughed at me he said you don't want a creative person doing your books yes yeah. And you'll never find a bookkeeper that is creative <laughs> because they're two different people. Right. And yeah. yeah so. That's a good, that's a good example. But those are the things that, and those things keep us way busier than we should have to be. And that's mm-hmm. where I get, I find the biggest frustration yeah. in dealing with things from day to day. And, and it's just, they're distractions and those distractions take they're up distractions, our time. They're distractions, but they're also tests. They are. Yeah, that's I mean, true. God allows these things and I, he, he, he wants to, this is where, this is where we get refined. You know, mm-hmm. this is, Okay, refined is the right word. Mailing out in my old age is the wrong phrase. I'll tell Landon that tonight. But yeah, these are these are refining things, and I like to. Maybe I'm being maybe I'm more refined than I was yeah. years ago, and my kids are picking up on that. They're just using the wrong terminology. I'll let him well, know that tonight. I think you have the recognition now, and and as I think I do as well, that the negative thoughts about those things are not helping. Like. When no, I, it does no good. When I first started at the college, these things drove me crazy, and now it's just like it, it is what it is. And I still have to work on it. We do. I mean, there's yeah. still things that come into my life on a daily basis, and I still have those thoughts, but I feel like I'm not acting on those thoughts yeah. as much. Um, but it, it, the, the feelings don't go away. No. It's just no. we learned. <laughs> the 37,000 times that I reacted to it before didn't help, so maybe I don't need to react to it yes. today. So, And I, I find it interesting that the way it works for me is I get that initial feeling, yeah, and that initial feeling now goes away quickly. Sure. Right? Whereas in the past, you just you hung on to it, and you hung on to it. <laughs> yeah. It's great the way God works and refines us. Last question. What daily routines are healthy for your spiritual growth? I think routines, the, the word routine, you know, I talk about on here, I, uh, and I'm not perfect at it. I, I read in the morning, and then we, we do as a family that evening what I did that morning, and, and it that really holds me accountable, and it's healthy. Um, but there again, I, I fail at it sometimes. Uh, just a few nights ago, I, I sat down with our family that night. I said, I didn't read this morning. And uh, that's healthy. Mm-hmm. That that's be honest with yourself. Yes, you know, don't some so many times we kid ourselves and we think that the 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 verse of the day that we saw on Facebook is our Bible study. No, it's not. Yeah. Um. So yeah, find find those routines that, and find a find a way to hold yourself accountable. That's the important part because if I didn't do with my family at night what I do, the chances of me doing in the morning what I do as much as I do yeah, would be far less yeah, because I've got something in place to hold me accountable. And I think that's important. Yeah. We've got to have somebody that'll bust our chops when, when we're not doing right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, and it's good to have any kind of thing that can hold us accountable like that. I mm-hmm. teach a Sunday school class, and that that'll hold you accountable. That will, it will, because <laughs> those uh, people will know if you've worked on it that week. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then prayer time, just staying connected with God throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about. I mean, it, I think it is important to have your prayer time, and you know, you've talked about your rocks back here, and and, mm-hmm. and it's that's a good. It's obviously a great thing to do, but it's also. When I'm frustrated at the college while I'm making those hotel reservations, it's good to have a little conversation with God while you're going. What are you doing here, God? Yeah, it'll keep it'll keep you accountable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's it, trying to make trying to look at things through a God lens all day long is the routine that I want mm-hmm. from myself. Is what what does God expect of me in a situation? Sure. And to think about that as the situation unfolds and not 20 minutes after I've reacted to it. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's the best habit for me to be in, to uh, to live the best life that God wants me to live. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it with the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face. Whether you are participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or any of our other challenges, or you're just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at runforgod.com. back and i saw something that's a little concerning i saw there's a couple of big marathons in japan that are being discontinued um they've been canceled for three years in a row because of covid and of course because of financial things and everything they've got tied to these races they've just had to they've had to basically do away with them Um, and it's sad to see these races go after being around for so long you know here at our 10 miler here in dalton you know, it's been it's been here since the seventies, I think. It's it's been a long time race. And so this year I am not going to the National Club Cross Country Championships that I run every year. Mm-hmm. I've run it every year for, for many years. I'm not going this year because it's in San Francisco and I refuse to go to San Francisco. And so um I thought this is awesome because the ten miler is always on the same day. I'll run the ten miler. And I'll try to set the new the state record in the ten mile because I think it's the only ten miler left in the state. Well, guess what? They're not having it. No more ten miler. Why is that? I don't know. I guess it's just that the it, it just got to be too much, or there weren't enough. It wasn't enough participation. I mean, the race a lot of times would have less than a hundred people. But they just they they did not promote it. No, it was they didn't. such a great race, yeah. and I'm not I'm not throwing off on the on the guys that run it, but it 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 is a great race. Yep, great time of year, mm-hmm. um, kind of a tradition. But they just I feel yeah. like the numbers went down solely because I never got emails about it. I mean, no. yeah, you got that one maybe. Yeah, but you know nowadays you you gotta you gotta be loud. Yeah, um, to get participation, and and they were just like they just kind of faded away because you saw it. Year after year, it dropped and it dropped and it dropped, and it wasn't because the race was a bad race. It's yeah. a great race. Yeah, um, 
had it at the school. They had soups and all that. I remember all. I mean, it was it was a really cool atmosphere. So I'm, I hate to hear that they're not doing it. Well, our local running club is is suffering a little bit lately because it seems like there's just a handful of people that, that do everything, and it's a lot like a lot of organizations do, and they're kind of at a crossroads right now. So yeah. uh, this race seems to be one of the casualties of that, and <clears throat> um, and it's sad. I wish I had more time for it mm-hmm. to, to help out. I just with, – with all the other stuff we've got going on, it's just really hard. Well, I get it. I mean, we know how it is with races. For sure. I mean, it's yeah. – people, people think – that races are a huge moneymaker, but they're just not. Yeah. Um, they're just And not. it's a ton of work. It is a lot of work, yeah. and it's a lot of it's a lot of stress. I mean, the thing about races is you get 80% of your registrations the last two weeks. Mm. Well, you've put all the money out there months in advance, and if, you know, God forbid something like COVID happened again, I mean, we COVID, COVID took oh, one of our races out. That's right. The first, well, no, we actually changed it a little bit yeah uh, we moved it but yeah i mean there's a lot of a lot of things people don't see that goes on months yeah. leading into a race that that it's it's tough yeah you take it for granted when you just show up for races and you're running. oh yeah yeah for sure yeah all right it's a time for dean's thoughts and that's a time when i share something that i've written about the intersection between running and faith do you know what phototropism is never heard that well this is pretty cool this is something all christians should know the word phototropism. Have you ever seen an indoor plant placed in a window growing towards the glass? Or maybe you have noticed that outdoor plants will lean towards the sun as they grow. This tendency for plants to seek the light is called phototropism. We don't want to get into a biological discussion, but many plants tend to exhibit phototropism because it is beneficial to its well-being. The plant instinctively knows that the light will make it stronger. There's another type of phototropism, though, that works the opposite way. When a plant grows away from the sun, it is known as scototropism. Uh, Some plants do not like the light, and so they tend to force themselves to grow away from the light. As humans, we should have an innate desire to exercise. For many of us, that has taken the form of running or walking. Our bodies know that occasionally elevating our heart rates and pushing our muscles to do the things that are not easy has a beneficial effect. For those of us who do not find time to exercise, they often feel a little less for they often feel a little less guilty about being sedentary. Why? Because our bodies and our brains know that physical stimulation is good for us. It's a lot like those plants that tend to grow towards the sun. Now, whether we do it or not could be an entirely different question. Our bodies are not made to sit around. When human being, uh, when a human being goes into zero gravity, his muscles almost immediately begin to atrophy. We are meant for resistance, and our bodies instinctively know it. So let's get go back to the plants. If you take care of plants, then you probably water them, fertilize them, position them in a way that they can get the right amount of sunlight. And some people even talk to them. We do that so that they can thrive due to the conditions we create around them. Shouldn't we be doing the same thing for our bodies? Of course we should. If you'll just value yourself as much as you do your plants, you will find time to get a proper amount of stress on your body to allow it to thrive in the best possible way. That includes eating properly. We don't water our plants with Coca-Cola, do we? So we should put the best things into our bodies as well. And of course, we should be exercising on a regular schedule because it provides the best conditions for us to thrive. 
There's a form of light that we are drawn to as human beings. The Bible describes God as light many times, and we are drawn to him just like plants are drawn to the sun. 1 John 1.5 says, This is the message that we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. The light is good for us, and we know it instinctively. When you see someone who responds to your offer to share Jesus in a negative, often very defensive way, it's probably because they know instinctively that they need to hear it. The problem is that they're showing signs of scototropism, trying to grow away from the light, and that is the work of the evil one, steering people away from the light and towards the darkness. The truth is that with the light, we live eternally. Without it, we will eventually be forever separated from the light. It is important that we allow the light of God to show through us so that those who tend towards darkness can get a glimpse of the light. It may be all it takes for them to turn towards the light. Phototropism is the tendency for us to grow towards the light because it is a positive stimulus. Scototropism is the tendency to grow away from the light. There's a war going on inside, inside all of us all the time between phototropism and scototropism. Which, which way are we going to go? Are we going to go towards the good stimulus or away from it? Running or any type of exercise is good for us, and the light is good for most plants. We know it instinctively, so we should make every effort to embrace that which we know will lead to a better life. Grow towards the light, whether it is the stimulation of exercise or yearning for the light of Jesus. Grow towards the light relentlessly. That is where God wants you to be. It's a great story, Dean. So how did what got you on phototrophism? I think I heard the word. I think I heard the word on a podcast or something and I thought, oh, that's a pretty cool illustration. Yeah. You know, the idea of of something growing towards the light. I mean, it's obvious from a perspective. Yeah. You know, they turn during the day. Yeah. Wherever the sun is. Yeah, that's a good point. I should have thought about that for the story. But that's yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um and I and I think from the what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say here, and I don't know that I did it very eloquently, but that we exercise should be just like those plants looking for light. We should want to exercise because our body needs it and we know it needs it. And um, we often shun exercise because it's hard, but that hard exercise is so good for us. Hmm. And we know it. And we know it. And Yet we, back to your point with the kids, we, we do the easy stuff. Mm-hmm. The easy thing is to not exercise. Well, I've, I've kind of heard something similar to this before, not, 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 the, not the words you use, but it, it was the same concept that, you know, with a, with a plant, when the sun goes down, the plant begins to die. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. A plant, if a plant is left in darkness, it will die. Mm-hmm. And, but... When the sun comes up, the plant begins to revive again. And that's that's our walk with Christ. Yeah. I mean, we, we turn away from God, we begin to die spiritually. Yeah. We're we're if if you're not plugged in, if you're not praying to God, if you don't have God on your mind, if you're not reading his word, if you're not talking to him, you're spiritually dying. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you turn to him, talk to him, read his word think on him meditate on him you're you're being spiritually revived it's there is no gray area yeah there's no point in time during the day where a plant's just status quo Mm -hmm. it's either living or it's dying 
And that's the way our spiritual lives are. There is, there is, we like to say there's a gray area. Well, I can just maintain right here. I can, you know, God's pretty clear. You're either for him or against him. Yeah. If you try to ride that fence, you're, you're worse than if you're on the wrong side of the fence. Um, that's a great yeah. story. I, I love that illustration you got there. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And I think about my favorite person in the world to spend time with is Debbie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's nobody on this face that's of the earth answer. that I would rather spend time with than her. And that's the way we should be with God. Mm-hmm. We should that should be our first thought is spending time with Him is mm-hmm. is valuable. Just like just like me, you know, when Debbie and I take a vacation and we drive for days wherever we're wherever we're going to drive it's just the fact we're in the car together that we enjoy as much as anything else Mm -hmm. and um that's the way it should be with god we should enjoy the time that we spend with him that's why prayer shouldn't be a burden Mm -mm. um it should be bible study shouldn't be a burden it should be something we want to do and prayer shouldn't be to your point earlier prayer shouldn't be a time of the day yeah prayer should be throughout the day yeah. i mean because we we put this we, we we make prayer to be this thing that you've gotta you gotta be on your knees you gotta be at your bed you you, mm-hmm. you it's this formal thing and yes there's times for that but prayer is is ongoing it's prayer is just a conversation with god yeah and the the better the the more i have a conversation with you the more i get to know you when mm-hmm. you and i spend a lot of time together and, and we're coaching and we're doing this we know much more about each other. And mm-hmm. It's the same way with our walk with Christ. We yeah. don't. We don't need to have these. As we've talked before about waffles and pancakes. Yeah. Cut that out. We don't need these segmented times. It needs to be all throughout the day, seeking the light. For sure. And you know what's really cool is that you can do exercise, run, especially running and walking. You can do that and talk to God at the same time, mm-hmm. doing all these multiple things that are all good for you, all at the same time. What a great sport we have. (laughs) At Run For God, we care about more than just your exercise. We care about your relationship with God, and we believe that the music you listen to while you run can help you build your relationship with God. That's why we partner with J Radio. J Radio offers a variety of positive and Christian playlists to listen to while you run. You can find a playlist that I put together on the Run For God station on J Radio. All right, every week I share a reason why running is so awesome, and this is this week. We're more in tune with our bodies than non-runners. We know how to make our body feel better. Uh, We notice little things when they're not right, probably more so than somebody who's not a runner or a walker. Uh, We just feel better overall. And Mm -hmm. so that makes us more in tune when things aren't right. You know, I remember uh, my mother at one point in time, she, you know, at one point she had congestive heart failure. Mm -hmm. Well, her body was, was deteriorating for a long time up to that point. And she never knew it. And she had this congestive heart failure and then got well. And she was like, I never knew I felt as bad as I did. And the truth is for non-runners, they don't realize how good they could feel if they were running or walking or doing any kind of exercise. Right. And so, um, yeah, we just tend to monitor our body. Like, you know, if I'm out for a run, I'm thinking about my heart rate and I'm thinking about the way I'm breathing and I'm thinking about 
the way my muscles and my legs and my arms, everything feels. And we're just more in tune with our body. I think sure. it's a cool, cool thing about being a runner. That's the thing. When you put stress on things, you find the small cracks and you can address them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, Grant Fisher, I don't, did you see the whole thing with Grant Fisher? I did not. He set the American record in the 5k, mm. uh, this past week. He ran 1246. Wow. So the record was, I think 1253 or something like that. So, I mean, he smashed it. Um, and it's good to see us getting closer to the world record. The world record is like 1230, 1237 now, I think. Yeah. Now, how old is he? Grant Fisher's young. He's, he's early twenties. I don't remember exactly how old he is, yeah. but, uh, I remember when he was in high school, he had an awful lot of promise and, but there's a lot of those guys yeah. that look really, really good. And then, yeah, you just, they don't, they don't make that leap to being as good as he is. He has had one of the best years an American distance runner has ever had this year. So he was promising in high school and then he had a few off years. Is that what you're saying? It just took him a little while yeah. to get to the top of where he is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, a he won foot locker, I think twice. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was good when he was young. Um, he was good in college, but never quite. You know, it's, he went through college and did did okay, yeah. but he's really shining now. So um, it's it's pretty good. And you know, this is interesting about to me about the five k on the track. They're getting fairly close to the point where they're going to be running at four minutes per mile pace. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I think I figured out that'd be like twelve twenty five would be four minutes per mile, and the the world record right now is twelve thirty seven. So they're just twelve seconds off. So they're basically one second lap from from being able to say they're running at four minute pace for a five k. That is insane. Yeah. Uh, a twelve thirty is exactly sixty seconds per lap. So they're really close to that, and yeah. and that's just an insane thought. Yep. Anyway, it's good to see Grant running so well. It's good to see somebody um, from America doing yeah. well in distance races. Unfortunately. The last time that this is cra- this is a crazy stat, okay? This tells you about American distance running. The last time that an American set the American record in the 5K and won the race they were in was in 1982. <laughs> so Grant finished second in this race. And every time we've set the record since 1982, we have not won, won that race. race. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, but it's awesome. Um yeah so talk and then there was uh um all of the you know again grant he ran ran really well um and there's a lot a lot of people that show a lot of promise in high school and then they, they don't pan out and i think sometimes the difference is is injuries and things like that dathan ritzenheim is a really good example of that dathan had uh um on in high school he may be the best high school cross-country runner in history anywhere on any in any country i mean he was in uh, unbelievable how good he was and then he got to be a professional and he just he got hurt over and over and over and he just never could get away from the injury bug but today dathan ritzenheim is one of the best coaches in the country he has this on athletics group Mm -hmm. um, which includes joe klecker um, alicia monson and ollie Hoare. now you may not have heard those names but those folks are leaps and bounds better than they were before they started training. And he's just been training with them for about a year now. Hmm. And so uh, 
they're making some impre- impressive leaps. And they say that Dathan's training methods are different. Now, I don't know what they mean by different, but they say that it, he, he's different. And I think that Dathan spends a lot of time on the mental and social aspect of, of running. And maybe that makes a big difference. But he's quickly becoming one of the best. So uh, it's cool to see somebody who didn't quite. I mean, he was an Olympi- Olympian. And um, he did well, but never what you thought he would. Mm-hmm. You just thought he was going to be the next, I don't know, name in, insert whatever, pre-Fontaine. Yeah. You know, he was just so good. So, uh, But anyway, so it's cool to see us doing so well um, on the distance running side of things because we've been dominated by, you know, the East Africans and so many right. others for so long. And one other thing that's cool, it is the 50-year anniversary of Dave Waddle's Olympic 800 victory. <laughs> I just, Dave Waddle, the hat, the yeah. coming from last to yeah. first, just such an iconic thing. Yeah. All right, we have a trivia question for this week. Um, this one's pretty straightforward. So you can look this one up in a hurry if you don't know the answer. We put a lot of stress on our feet. Do you know how many bones are in a human foot? You Googling it? You know now. I know now. Well, I was one off. <laughs> Were you off by one? I was off by one. Well, that's close. Yeah. All right. So if you know the answer to that, send it to dean at runforgod.com, and you will win a run club tumbler. So uh, those are pretty cool. Yeah. Everybody needs one. So do. Get, get in the trivia answering contest and uh, and see if you can win one. And let's uh, before we sign off, let's give a welcome to Angie Hawkins. She's Angie. Uh, officially yeah. on the team now. She's kind of been helping in the backgrounds for a while now. Uh, we're getting a little more busy around here, and she's jumped in uh, feet first to help us out. So uh, welcome to Angie. And of course, you know, along with Angie comes Patrick. So we yeah. get two for one when we two get Angie. Yeah. So uh, yeah. welcome to the Hawkins team for officially being being part of Run for God now and uh, on staff. And uh, we're looking forward to working with them. For sure. Now, if we could just get Angie to have just a little bit more energy. Right. Then we'll, uh, maybe we can figure that out. We'll try to figure yeah. that out. Yeah. All right. Our motivational thought of the week will leave you with this. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. <laughs> That comes from Wayne Dyer. He's an author. Um, You know, perspective. We talked about perspective a little while ago. Um, When you can look at exercise, running, whatever your exercise is, as as a positive, it changes. It changes everything. Um, From a spiritual standpoint, the difference between somebody who has this deep spiritual life that you admire so much and and the life that, that we live sometimes is just a matter of perspective in the way we look at God. Take the things you're good at. Take the things you're good at and take the lens that you look at those through. Look at that through. So if you're good at, I don't know, knitting, yeah. you, you do hard things to get better at it. Take that lens and apply it to your spiritual life, and it'll be a game changer. Yep. That's a good, good word. All right. Well, we need you to go out and rate our podcast. We don't say that very often. Yeah. And most podcasts helps. do that, but... We need some. We need you to go out there and rate our podcast. Give us five star reviews, and it makes us uh, makes it easier, apparently, to find the podcast. And if you're not a member of Run Club yet, runforgod.com, we've got all kinds of new things yeah. there now and coming, and coming in the future. In the future. So uh, go join runforgod.com. Twenty seven cents a day. Keep beat it. That's right. <laughs>
Until next week, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.